カハンニャハラミタシンギョウ Thank you for joining the Zen Care Podcast. These recorded Dharma talks are given freely to our community in the heart of New York City, which we are honored to now share with you. New York Zen Center for Contemplative Care is dedicated to transforming the nature of care through contemplative practice by meeting illness, aging, and death with compassion and wisdom. Learn about us at zencare.org. So, good morning. So, in case, you, for those who couldn't hear me at the back, I kind of put everyone in a state of kerfuffle. I decided that I would sit on a cushion, or try to sit on a cushion this morning rather than try and read from my chair. Uh, as you know, most of you, I had knee replacements, and I have two new knees. And I'm having a little difficulty bowing. Like everyone else, I'm doing standing bows,、uh, which is perfectly fine.、Um, and I wanted to sit on a cushion. I'm not sure I'll get back up, but here I am sitting, and already I'm thinking, mistake. But we'll bear with it, and if need be, I'll have someone on either side raise me up. <laughs> We're on our second full day of sitting zazen, being here in silence for the most part.、And、we're really dropping into it. It's such a wonderful、um, sight, a wonderful experience to just observe how, you know, around the second day and the third day, everyone is kind of settled in and it's getting a little quieter and everyone's feeling much. More at ease、uh, with the schedule and just being in the presence of others who are sitting, reaching for this quietness. So don't waste a moment. I mean, this life of ours is very short, and this time that we're here together is very short, too. Seven days, whatever it is. And you've all made effort to be here. So don't waste your time. Be here, be present to your mind, to yourself. Don't screw it up. So take refuge in the silence and the beauty of the teachings, the teachings of nature all around us. These beautiful grounds that need a little bit of tending. Pre COVID, they were immaculate now, not quite so much. But it gives nature the opportunity to just do what it does. Like, ooh, look at me, I'm not being cut down. I'm just being allowed to grow into weed. To notice the difference. And to be aware of the ground that we're sitting on. This beautiful Hudson River, which was once the land of the Lenape Indians, Lenape indigenous peoples. Perfectly,、uh, just to correct myself there,、um, 
So difficult, this new language for me. But here we are, doing the best we can. Speak up. Speak up. So I'd like to um, dedicate, in part, this uh, talk today to Bobby Bird, Bobby Kankin Bird. Who, some of us had the pleasure to know, wonderful poet uh, from uh, El Paso. And he died, I think we're on a 25th day. He was in his 80s. He just turned 80, actually. And um, I would meet with him every other Friday to work on koans with him. Um, we used to have a, a laugh. You know, very irreverent sometimes, and uh, he died. Um, he had went into the emergency room at one point. He had stomach going, stomach problems happening. You know, kind of experiencing uh, pains and constipation, and thinking it was COVID-related. Blah 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 blah. He went to the hospital. They found he had. Um, it escapes me. Anyway, it was a huge cancer in the stomach. And uh, we called him from, this, from, I think we were in Santa Fe, I'm not sure. Spoke to him, he was in the hospital, he was ready to go home, he was going to start chemotherapy, everything was going to be great. And uh, four days later he was dead. And um, Such a shock. A reminder how short this life is, how unexpected. Which is why I ask you not to waste a minute of your time here. We're on day 66 of our Commit to Sit uh, Ango period. Um, we're studying a text or a book by Ayama Roshi, um, Zen Seeds. And today's passage, Looking Hard at Life. Looking Hard at Life. And she, goes, she says, in relation to our ancestors, we are the, like the apex of a pyramid. The levels of the pyramid, ever widening toward its base, represent past generations of our ancestors. Our present existence is the sum of all they did, and we are the starting point for our descendants. All that our ancestors did reflects on us, and all that we do reflects on both our, both our ancestors Make a note of this. All that we do reflects on both our ancestors and our descendants. If we commit evil, we could say unskillful acts, we leave an indelible stain on the souls of both our ancestors and our descendants. So I'd like to chant the verse of atonement. And for some of you, this may be new. 
So chanting in unison is such a beautiful, beautiful experience. But I'd like to chant it solo performance so you really hear the words. I want you to hear the words. They're important for this talk I'm, uh, that I'm giving. So I'm going to ask Sam just to lead me in. All evil karma ever committed by me since of old on account of my beginningless greed, anger, and ignorance born of my body, mouth, and thought. Now I atone for it all. All evil karma since of old. Since of old, now I atone for it all. Now I am at one, atone, at one with it. All my ancestors. All evil karma ever committed by me since of old. My great-grandmother and her colorful life. If any of you have seen Peaky Blinders, the TV show? No one? Hands up, just one person. And take a look. It's my grandmother, great-grandmother. Gangsters and rapes and murders and gang warfare. My great-grandmother. And my grandmother murdered, hit and run, because of all her shenanigans. And then there's my own mother. That's a whole other story. And her brothers. A whole family of crazes. My generation. Let's just say the apple didn't fall from far from the tree, or the apples, my brothers, my cousins, all crazy. I made it out of there. At 16, it's like, entered into my own craziness, but left that one. And I wasn't free of them. I wasn't free of my family until I was in my 30s. Now I atone for it all. Not only my evil karma, of which there is plenty, but for theirs too. This is my life. 
a life of practice. And thank God for that, or Buddha, or whomever. Thank God for this verse. Every morning I get the opportunity to look at how I have harmed others and myself in the past 24 hours. Harmful speech, criticism, judgments, elevating myself. And it's a daily practice, a reminder of how my past, present, and future behavior can affect others. Not just my past and my present, but my future behavior can affect others. discovered nitro latte in cans. And it feels like contraband. And it's great. I love it. <laughs> Apropos of nothing. Um, I have to atone for my ancestors, so they can be freed from the Hell Realms, so they can be freed from the Hell Realms. Koshin spoke beautifully of the to yesterday of the story of Mudgalayana saving his mother. After his mother died, he had a vision of her in that realm. He asked the Buddha, how she could be saved. The Buddha instructed him to make offerings on the 15th day of the seventh month to Buddhist monks returning from their summer retreat. And the merit that he earned would be transferred to his mother, thus liberating her. This story teaches the importance of filial piety and the transfer of merit to ancestors. One's life is not entirely one's own. It contains the past and conceives the future, and should therefore be lived with great care. This is the teaching of the Bon Festival, which is celebrated on the 15th of July, 
or the 15th of August, depending on uh, the lunar calendar, the solar calendar. So in the story, the Buddha asked the disciple to make offerings on the 15th day of the seventh month. And 500 years later, in Japan, they're celebrating this auspicious day, the release of this man, this disciple's mother from hell. It's called Oban. And people take the time to offer, to honor their ancestors. It is believed that the deceased spirits of relatives and loved ones will come back to visiting the living. Will come back to visiting the living. Trust me, I'll atone for all my dead relatives. But I don't want it to come back and visit me. Thank you very much. No, 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 no. And the reason I got so caught up in that emotion was atoning for my mother, whom I knew to be crazy. And so this is a very important practice for me. I had a, um, a really, really uh, memorable visitation from my mother two weeks after she died. Of course, she knows the story. It was really, really, really powerful. You could say it was a dream. I knew it to be different. Each morning before the first, anyone got a tissue? No? Yes? No? Oh, terrific. Yeah, look at Sam. <laughs> I only needed to wipe the schmutz off my... So each morning before the first period of zazen, the altars are woken up. You'll see the altars in the dining room, two altars on the back there and this one, and we have them in our rooms. And they're woken up. Incense is offered to the ancestors. And if you take a look at the words uh, in the frames on these, in these, on these altars, take a look at them. And you'll see the invocation of our appreciation and dedication to the founders and maintainers of our Soto Zen lineage, as well as the energies of protection, clarity, courage, and compassion that it takes to ensure that this tradition will be nourished by us and future generations to come. These are the ancestors we honor when filling out the lineage chart. When you take Jukai, receive the precepts. We write the names of the traditional ancestors from Shakyamuni down to you. 87? 88 now, 88 generations. 
This is called the bloodline. It's not our biological ancestors. Maybe it is. It's called the bloodline. It's a really, really beautiful moment. Those of you who've taken Jukai, received the precepts. When you're writing down all the names of the ancestors, not enough women ancestors in the lineage chart right now. The traditional ancestors. By the way, we're working on creating a chart, a lineage chart for the female ancestors. That will be a work in progress soon. Shogun and Yakasan. Um, important how over the centuries those names got lost. Most of them, we don't know if they really existed, if they were really lived, but the, on the altar behind, uh, on the, as you enter the Zen, the altar on the left, you'll see uh, an honoring of the female lineage, but very very succinct, very brief, but something we're working on. And it has been worked on, and there are, there are a number of females now. We chant them every other day here, in Japanese and Chinese. So, moving forward. So those of you who filled out the Leish chart know how important it is how it feels to be writing these names, these names because they're dating back to Shakyamuni Buddha. And then at the bottom of the chart, you write your teacher's name and your name, going back 88 generations. This is the reflection for today's practice. Hurry up, Chodo, lunch is going to be any minute now. Um, this is the reflection for today's practice. How can you practice appreciation for your ancestors in your thoughts, words, and actions today? How can you practice appreciation for your ancestors in your thoughts, words, and actions today? Hmm? How can you do that? How will you do that? Think of not only the people in all the different ways who supported you, to be here. Maybe someone is cat-sitting for you or dog-sitting for you. If you're as codependent with your pets as I am, with our two cats, I won't go anywhere unless they've got cat-sitters 24-7. I can't bear the thought of them not being cared for 24-7. And let me tell you how expensive that is. It ain't cheap. You're giving someone a nice home to stay in, filling the fridge full of food, giving me instructions, two incredibly beautiful cats, and you still have to pay for the cat sitter. It's like a vacation for them. And worth every single penny. So that I and Koshin can rest easily. Are we okay, Shinzan? Checking on time for me. He's going to give me the thumbs up in a minute. Maybe someone paid for you to be here. Maybe someone donated money towards a scholarship for you to be here. Or maybe someone said, you know what? You need some Zen. Chill out. Can't take another minute. Here's the money. 
Here's the, here's the train ticket. Get your ass to garrison. But also think again of the ancestors who made it possible for you to be here. Were it not for your parents, their ancestors, you wouldn't be here today. Just think of all the 85 generations of ancestors, all the hundreds of thousands of years of ancestors, going all the way back to this moment, to this very week. If it were not for all those millions of ancestors, you wouldn't be here. So when I ask you to really take in that verse of atonement, understand what you're doing. I can't imagine what my mother, grandmother, great-grandmother, and all the crooks and criminals in my own present generation family would make of this. Me sitting in here in these robes, in this church, God forbid, in a church, in front of her, you, all you guys, all you persons dressed in black and just clacking on about this stuff. Imagine what they're thinking. I can't. <laughs> I can actually. <laughs> While you're all here, they'd be going through your rooms. taking anything of value. And they would be in and out of here, lickety-split. That's what they would be doing. Make the most of your time here. Don't waste a minute of it by wandering off in your mind or in your body. If you're outside walking, be outside walking. Don't be outside ruminating, blah, 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 blah. Be outside with your feet on the ground. We know life is hard. Look how hard it is for us sitting here, luxuriating. Look how difficult that is. Poor us. For most people on this planet, life is unbearable. They too have ancestors. Ayama Roche's title of today's passage is Looking Hard at Life. It's not looking at our hard life. It's not looking at our hard life. It's looking at hard life. How do you create the conditions of practice for the next generations? Is a place of practice. From today's reflection, creating 
the conditions for practice for the next generations is a palace. It's not a misprint or it's a place. It's not a place of practice. It's a palace of practice. Appreciate your life. Appreciate your ancestors. Appreciate each other for these next days together. The Buddha purportedly said, May there be enough water in all the oceans to wash my words from your ears. <laughs> <laughs>